The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We are just three lifelong fans of the show, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. I don't have a fact right now because we are on part two and the same day happened and I decided to use two facts on the same fucking episode. So I was going to say, smart, Chris. Smart. I should have thought that one through a little bit, but let's get right back into fucking action. Yeah, oh, we're getting right back into it. I was just going to say, we're, I'm going to milk the CGI joke one more time. It's been a week since you've had a CGI joke. Yeah. Mikey, could you please CGI in a fun fact of the day? I will absolutely. I'm going to deep fake yeah. Chris saying something. Uh, I like the, the problem is, the problem is, is like I could deep fake Chris saying anything and he probably would have said that anyway. Like anything yeah. that's going to try you to get him canceled. You, you wouldn't morally be able to even fake something that would actually come out of my mouth. That's worse than what I already say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just have to go re-listen to some of our our, our uh, b-tape our b-roll guys this episode is indeed part two of jackass the movie number two and i gotta tell you this stunt that we're gonna start this segment uh this portion of the episode the movie review off fuck me in the in the bum cheeks uh we're gonna this is a classic like i don't even care if you take this away from jackass just the three things that are involved here it's a perfect cocktail for an interstitial i'm so happy to see that someone did this and put it on film all we need to make this successful is a ramp a bike a school bus and some fly paper on the side of the school bus fill in the blanks you already know what happened you already know it's a fucking classic and i loved seeing it this was this was awesome It was great. It was fun. You knew what was going to happen. And you're similar to the fire hose. You see every, you see the setup and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I want to see this. And then you do. And you're happy. And you go home and you just shake hands with everyone who you watched it with. And you said, that was fun. I will see you at the next stunt. That's it. Move on. Loved it. Loved it. I kind of wonder what they used for adhesive. We'll leave mm-hmm. that up to the viewer's imagination. The um, same stuff that Gorilla Girl hair, or the, 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 the girl with the Gorilla Glue. Remember that? Oh, she put yeah. all the Gorilla Glue in her hair. <laughs> Same, remember same that stuff, other probably. loser wanted to get viral too, so he did it afterwards like a fucking moron. Yeah. God damn, <laughs> there's some sick people out there. Some dummies out oh there. My God. Well, this next segment, boys, I think could have used a little adhesive. This is champion card thrower Jim Carroll. He's come to throw cards into Wee Man's ass. What Wee Man doesn't realize is that he'll be sitting on the electric stool. God, I hate picking on Wee Man. <laughs> Everything's not as it seems in this next one. I got to give the disclaimer right out of the gate. This is championship card thrower Jim Carroll on camera yeah. with us today. He's going to throw cards into Wee Man's ass attack. At least that's <laughs> what we've been told. This is the reason that this stunt works. I still Sorry. don't think he knows that it was an election. I still don't think he really oh, knows. No, it was he an knows. <laughs> You'll see. Jim, I'm sorry, man. You're, you're, you know, you've got a niche. That's your craft. You're good at throwing cards. You're, 
you're just being used here, essentially, to sell yeah. the stunt. Wee Man is the star of this. Chris, I know this is your favorite fucking thing, and I could see Absolutely. you're just bursting. You're just ready to fucking my legs explode everywhere. I'm pumped. So that's why, Mikey, I'd like you to tell us right now. <laughs> Thank you very you much, Jay. No, you know I was what? waiting I'm not for my moment. To this joke, this one fucking time, I asked for one goddamn thing. <laughs> I right, let it's it slide a movie all review the time. tradition. Come on, I am not fucking doing it this time. You guys could fuck off. This is the best stunt in the history of Jackass in terms of comedy. I laughed so fucking hard at this. It just works so well. The 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 card thrower, how they they show him hitting the paper. Wee Man getting up on there has no idea it's the electric chair. And when it happens, it blows him the fuck away. He could not believe what was happening and he did not like it at all. Instantaneously, no. you see in his face, he's like, Jump up on the stool, but I'll whip it at you. You might feel a little bit, all right? Fuck. On three, yeah. ready? Don't worry about it. One, two. Ah! Ah! Fuck! Try one more. It didn't stick. He's going to get it to stick. Three. Ah! Ah! Get I don't fucking like that, dude. No, I don't fucking like that, dude. That fucking hurts, dude. Tell the camera exactly what's happening. All right, every time this dude throws a fucking card in my ass, it fucking jolts me, so I jump off. I'm not gonna fucking sit there. I don't like that. That was uncomfortable. I don't know what just, what just happened, but that was fucked. I never thought it could have felt like that. Yeah, so back he on. even says he even says it. It's like it shocks me when it hits me. Every single thing that he says, it's and at any point of this, just makes it funnier because he's yeah. so far beyond the loop. Like when it goes on, he's like, "I'm on to you guys," and you know, then he finally figures it out, and he goes, "You guys got a machine," and they're all like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay, joke's over." Ah, okay, fuckers. <laughs> No, there's a machine in here fucking doing it, you fucking fuckers. We're the fucking car throwing machine. We're the fucking car throwing machine, dude. It was just like the hook, line, and sinker. You're finally believing. It just, it couldn't have played out any better. You could have done this with a hundred different people a hundred different times and the natural funniness of this and just the innocence of it would have never worked out this way it just hit no. in every different layer it's my favorite it was brilliant unless there's something i'm forgetting brilliant. about it's my favorite fucking moment in jackass of all time the, it was tough to focus though i was too distracted and i've always wondered this for my entire life i have a i have a weird memory and, and weird things kind of stick with me but i've never figured out what caused those cuts and those weird scars on Wee man's legs but I, I, I can, I can draw them out. I think that's how well I've memorized <laughs> that pattern. It's hard to focus on anything else, but the, it just such a good premise of like the, the weird MacGuffin of the professional card thrower. And he's, and he has nothing to do with it. But like, I remember this guy being a big deal because he was on like the Guinness book of world records mm -hmm. show. Remember that show? Um, and like, who knew that a professional card thrower would be so famous, but he was, um, uh, Jay, were you as much of a fan of this one as, as Chris was? Yeah, it's great. It's starts off um if you don't you don't really like, you know, think it's going to be anything great, but it, it just the fact that it, he took it so far, like we man, it takes him a long time to figure this out. And yeah. I love like they're selling it to him by throwing cards through a newspaper at first to show like, "Oh, look at how hard this guy can throw." And he's kind of a little nervous like, "Oh, you know, what's going to happen <laughs> to my ass with these playing cards?" He's a little worried about it. But it's just the fact that every time you know, they say they're throwing a card. They're not even throwing them. He's, yeah. He knows, like you said, Mike, he's getting jolted with something. He just can't put two and two together for some reason. And even like by the fourth attempt, the whole room is just laughing. And he's dying. like, he's, I still can't figure it out. Like something's shocking me every time. It's the card throwing machine, he says. It's so good. And it's 
it's similar he to just, what in the, in the in the punching one. Sorry to interrupt you, Jay, but it's like the the person who's being pranked is thinking that they're laughing because of the prank, not because they're yes. actually being pranked. Yeah, and it just held so well. It's here's yeah, here's yeah. the thing though. It's like is it just me or did more and more people come into the room by the end of it? It felt like by the end, <laughs> everyone who has ever that fucking guy with the bearded uh, 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 Manchu. Yeah, yeah, he showed up for some reason, probably in the background somewhere. Um, this yeah. is this is one of the problems, though, that I have with watching Jackass as uh, as as uh, an old man who's been through high school and and has seen bullying and stuff. Is like th- there are these moments in this one where he just seems genuinely like he's not in on the joke, and and I know I'm not the only one who felt that way because their reaction when uh when he finally like they stop laughing they all come up and hug him because you could just tell he's like everyone was just laughing at my expense i'm already the butt of so many jokes no 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 no. i loved it chris i loved it i loved it i loved it i loved it malicious there's no bullying whatsoever this is a (laughs) fucking prank on perfectly like i don't know how you're even remotely thinking that until it's his own stupidity that makes everyone laugh so hard. Like when it, when the camera pans over after he says the, the card throwing joke and it looks at Jeff Tremaine and the look on his face is just so priceless. Like he, he feels almost bad. He's just like, like how, come on, don't do this to yourself. Like you're making this so much worse. It like it, 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 it felt a little sad to me, but that didn't stop me from laughing through the whole fucking thing. I, I just died. It, you couldn't script something more funny than, than what we witnessed in this one. Yep, definitely. You, you're right. Like, you can't script this at all. And I'm glad that they put it in the movie and just didn't, didn't think, like, oh, this is a good, like, deleted scenes thing because it's, uh, it's great, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump in and rate it because awesome. I just feel like this is something we talk about lots on the on the podcast where it's very much about the crew it's not about the stunt and you feel like you're there in the room with them laughing and just seeing wee man's reaction like he has that stunned reaction of embarrassment when he finally figures it out they get a good close-up on him and all of that combined it just makes for it just makes for a very like wholesome it's weird to say it's wholesome but it's a very wholesome experience um uh, all in all, though, because it does feel like it's more focused on the environment and not the stunt, I'm probably just going to settle at a 7 out of 10. Still what? still higher oh! higher up there. Oh but it's not God. one of my all-time favorites. And just because Chris fucking likes it doesn't mean oh. I can't give it whatever rating I want. Oh. Fuck him. Wow. <laughs> That's what I wow. say. Wow. It's a good that one. Is, it's, it's one of Wee Man's. Right Honestly, look at the it's camera. One of look Man's how best. red my face is right but, now. I'm fucking furious. <laughs> it's matching my shirt. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll go and then I'll let you uh, have the last word on this one. Um, I I fucking loved it. I think that you know you had someone getting hurt, you had a funny premise, you had the Rube Goldberg thing of of getting way too complicated uh, for something relatively. An electric stool is very simple, but the 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 bringing a fucking card thrower in to sell the joke is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I did just feel like Wee Man felt really sad, and that made me sad. And that's a me problem, I think, not a Wee problem. Um, wow. But I'm going to give this one a 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> okay. Well, can I go 12 out of 10? Like, I could I do whatever the <laughs> fuck I want, to be honest. Like, this is better than a 10 out of 10. And, and the, the, honestly, the one thing I didn't touch on that was one of the best parts is as it's all wrapping up, Steve-O in the most genuine fucking way possible sees that Wee Man's upset and goes, Wee Man, I would never use a card throwing machine on you. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, I love that. That's so funny. That was a fucking cherry on the top to the max. I love this fucking stunt. I, I, I watch this all day, every day. I could never get bored of it. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I'm glad we got to talk about it here today. It was, it's, uh, I know it's one of your favorites, Chris. It is. And uh, be thankful you're not Johnny Knoxville in this next one because he's blindfolded and he's lighting up a cigarette. He looks a little nervous. I wonder what's going on. Hmm. Wonder what's going on. Oh my God, from off camera. It's a wild bull goring him. Uh, <laughs> when you don't see this coming, this is actually pretty suspenseful. Uh-huh. Uh, you can kind of put it together because you can tell, you know, he's, he's standing on dirt. There's the big white fence. You can kind of figure it out. But I think for a first time watcher, there's that element of like, What's what's his deal? You know, sure. It's interesting. He it's it's he was clearly wearing like a Kevlar vest or something on, under his shirt, which of course, like a bull can gore through your body. But the funniest part about this is the go- the bull goes for his, his shins, shins and he has no protection yeah. there. Cheap <laughs> shot. So good. Mother. It's, so it's good. funny because when we watch the trailer, we seen him like like upside down getting yeah. hit by a bull, and you're like, that's the gnarliest bull hit he ever took. Yeah, this. He did the exact same thing, and it's almost like it got lost in translation or just the memories were lost of how aggressively he got fucking hit by this bull. Plus, blindfolded, you have no way to brace for it. You have no way to know where you're landing. You could break your neck. Yeah. You can't, like, do anything about it. This is as gnarly as it gets in terms of bulls. It's so badass. The weird thing about this stunt that I don't get is you got this guy, Roger Allen Wade, watching from afar with Chris Pontius, like the musician, where holding like a fucking lute or something. And he's he's talking to Pontius. And we've we've had three two moments so far in Jackass history where Pontius looks awkward. One, when he does party boy to Johnny Knoxville and Johnny's in the shower. Two is hour three of uh of of uh the old woman washing him off in the shower and then this moment when roger allen wade's trying to make jokes to him and pontius is just like yeah okay and like look straight forward like not paying any attention like why the fuck am i in this boarded up room with this guy while johnny's out there i'll take the bull give me the bull over roger <laughs> allen <Wade>. so true <laughs> oh my god guys this next stunt was one that when I saw it in the movie theater, it was like it was like a nail biting moment that you were so excited you were about to see something you never knew you wanted to see like 10 seconds before the idea yes. came up. Yes. Um, this is Preston, Lacey and Wee Man doing the bungee jump. We're here in Miami Beach with Jason Taylor and this is the bungee jump. Are you ready, Preston? Just go, just go. Three, two. Now, if you don't know the story behind this one, Preston, first of all, he looks like he's going to shit his pants. He's really nervous, and rightfully so, because this isn't an ordinary jump. He is tethered to to Wee Man here, and the (laughs) idea is Wee Man will jump off first, thereby pulling Preston off the bridge with him, and we're just going to have to see what happens, because I don't think anybody else has done this before up to this point. Well, but Jay, where did we get the idea to do this? Where did we get the idea to do this? See, when I come up with my ideas, I don't write them down. I just draw a picture and, and fax it to to uh, Los Angeles. I just draw a picture of a fat ass and a little guy with a bungee cord connected. Bam Margera uh, showed that his his strategy to pitch new stunts is to draw, like make just a shitty fucking and I'm not stick talking about a cat drawing. drawing to trying to design a fucking pl- like a blueprint or something. This was yeah. very, no, very... the blueprints are making another appearance from last week's episode. Yeah. Um, I told you. The, yeah, it, was, it was very, uh, very crude. 
uh, <laughs> like an old jackass joke pre the uh, pre the punch card. Uh, this is just all, this is all callbacks right now. You you better have listened to last week's episode. Uh, and and he faxes it to MTV Studios, and they basically find a way to make it work. Uh, the idea of that is very endearing, and and I find it adorable. There's no way. I don't care how much Bill Nye's you got on your fucking team, or how much Einstein's you got on your team. There's no mathematical calculation that is really going to, you could really stand behind to know exactly what the fuck is going to happen here. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much of a, of a, of like, it's just an open book. Like you have no idea how this is going to work. It could work terrible. It could work great. It could be dangerous. It could not. And the amount of fear that must be going into this just because you really don't know is makes this done a fucking amazing. Yeah. Mm. Pres- Preston was shaken, shaken in his little boots. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen him like that before on camera. It's nuts. And I love it that, uh, you know, there's so, he's so nervous and Wee Man is somehow so cool. Even when yeah. he reads off the name of the stunt, hi, I'm Wee Man. This is the bungee jump. He's just smiling. I think he, he's actually kind of feeding off Preston's, um, nervousness Fear? and yeah. getting a yeah. bit of a kick out of it. He knows it's going to, you know, it's going to be intense, but he doesn't really care at this point. So, we got to talk, boys, about what happens here from a physics standpoint. Bring out uh, Dr. Heinemann and uh, Adam Savage over here. We need to examine <laughs> this and figure out what happened. So Wee Man jumps off. Preston is pulled against his will. Gravity will do that to you. But somebody explain to me what happens to Wee Man well, once Preston hits well, air. Pre- because is it go- is incredible. Preston, as he's going down, the balance comes. He, uh, at approximately 4.3 seconds into it, hits terminal velocity (laughs) and creates what they like to call the whiplash effect or the slingshot effect and firmly slams Wee Man's face and whole body into the fucking water, which may be why he's got all the bruises on him when he's doing the card trick, actually. It could be if they were done out of sequence. It's so funny when, because you don't really notice it necessarily the first time it happens. When you see the first cut of the stunt, you just see them both fall, and you're like, that was funny. And when Weebit starts to explain, he looks like a fucking rag doll at the end of, like, he looks like when you're playing with those those paddles that have a ball on the end of a stick. Like, you're just, like, like beating it for, like, he's just getting, like, he's yanked into the water with so much force. It's so, it's just comical in a way that you don't want to laugh, but I hope he's in on the joke because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It, oh, man. It is so funny because like you you don't know as the the viewer what's gonna happen or what it's gonna look like. Then you see like midair when Preston's falling and his weight he he surpasses Wee Man. Yeah, and uh, it's just like somebody fucking hit fast forward only on Wee Man because he just starts moving at <laughs> double speed like instantly and hits the water and it's it's incredible. It's it's a feat of science, boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for that. Expert analysis, uh, Mr. Savage. Hey, uh, listener, if anybody wants to uh, Photoshop Mikey as uh, Jamie Heineman and Chris as Adam Savage, <laughs> and, as, as Adam Savage. And, and post that for us, you win. The bungee jump you as fucking well. win. <laughs> you win the question of the week. You don't even have to answer. You're just our new favorite listener. But someone please do that. I love please. that. I love that idea. I would. Hey, the horse eggs crew. They're they're out there. I think. Uh, I think. I think they may help us out with this. All right. I think we should rate this one, guys. Uh, Mikey, what do you think? Yeah, I I liked the whole... Uh, I, I liked that they knew they had to add a little bit more to it by having Bam introduce the premise and like how they came up with it. Um, so it felt a little bit more fleshed out. You, I can't believe you guys didn't mention the most important part of the stunt, which is the random football player who's there just watching. Yeah, from Jason Taylor from the Miami Dolphins. 
Yeah, what, what is he? I don't know what he's doing there. Anyway, um, um, but overall, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. It had a couple funny moments. I'm giving this one a 7 out of 10. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10, uh, the anticipation, not knowing what's going to happen, and the result. It's just one of those things that just translated far better than they could have ever imagined. Nice. Yeah, 8 out of 10 is fair, man. Let's, uh, it's a good stunt. It's great because, again, before this, never thought this is something I wanted to see. Then I saw it and uh it it paid off it was hilarious um yeah i'm gonna go pretty high higher than the card throw um that's crazy i can see chris shaking his head there (laughs) that's crazy higher than the card throw i gotta go eight out of ten on this one i really liked it it was a good one i can't believe you gave the card throw i can't believe i can't believe you yes can't believe you your penis is now flaccid and floppy, much like Johnny Knoxville in Bad Grandpa. <laughs> What's your name again? What? Irving. Irving. Yeah. Irving Zisman. And don't forget Little Boy as well. This is the first appearance of Johnny Knoxville as, like, being, you know, deemed the Bad Grandpa character. And His name is Irving, Irving Zisman, and he would appreciate it if you called him by his real Sorry, name. Sorry, Irving. My apologies. I gotta say, Irving, though, your makeup is not... Uh, it, this is like Gen 1 makeup. They hadn't figured out the technology yet, because yeah. it does look better in the movie Bad Grandpa. But it's a start. And I like that this is more like a rugged, like, this is a punk rock grandpa here. He, he doesn't care that the, uh, the skin is a little saggier than it should be, and the hair is patchy. I think it's actually... It kind of plays to the character he plays here, which is just a total asshole. He's given uh, his kid a brown bag of liquor. They're sitting out at a um, some sort of takeout place out in, in on the docks there. Hey, can we get some fries, please? There you go. Take a seat. I don't put lead in your pencil, kid. Might have been one of uh, Wee Man's taco shops, actually. I mean, who knows? Really? It could be. No, it obviously what? wasn't. He did that way later. But do you oh, remember oh, Wee Man oh. had taco shops? Like, he's got a line <laughs> no, of taco, I didn't. taco Yeah, stands. yeah. Oh, totally. Really? Uh, oh, good for him. Kuna tacos yeah, check or him something out. like that, yeah. But uh, here's the thing. He asks for a light, the little boy. And, you know, Grandpa hands it over. He's smoking a cigarette with the, with his boy. This kid's got to be, like, I don't know, 11, 12 or something. At least that's what he's trying to come across as. And here's where things start to fall apart. People are starting to speak up. In particular, there's there's this one guy with long, dark hair sitting next to him. He's got like a middle part. That's a weird haircut, like straight down the middle. He's starting to get a little upset by what he's seeing. Don't hog it all, you little prick. Give me me that. What? Yeah. Don't do what? You don't drink out in public? Well, maybe you should start, bub. We're from your face. (laughs) Mind your own business, asshole. (laughs) And then we start to get a bit of a debate here. Now, what you guys, you've already commented on what you thought of this guy's haircut, but were you with this guy? Mousing off to grandpa? Did you think he was a little bit of a... I have a strong opinion on this. Out of all the people there, that guy decides to fucking step up? Like... That I would bet my life. What is it about him? I would bet my though, life that that, that kid know. grew up with his mom smoking cigarettes in the house, maybe smoking meth. <laughs> like, like unless maybe he was just so so tortured by his fucking. Actually, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. He probably seen all that shit and didn't appreciate growing up that way. But that guy was a fucking scumbag. I would never think I would call someone that's defending like that was actually trying See, to stand up a scumbag. Is- but like to me, he was just such a fucking greaseball. And he's like, oh, you want to step outside? <laughs> Son, we're this already is the outside. Issue, though. This is like, like it's, it's, it's so. <clears throat> 
the, somehow this stunt makes you hate this guy, but he's a fucking hero. Uh, I, that's he's the weirdest in, thing. Like, yeah, it's it's he's of course he's not gonna he's just gonna talk shit because he doesn't want to have to beat up an old man. He's getting shit talked to by like an eighty five year old and an eleven year old. He it's lose lose, and we're sitting there watching it like, yeah, you piece of shit. You have no idea it's Johnny Knoxville. You're gonna get your ass it's kicked. So true. No, he doesn't know it's Johnny Knoxville, and he's stepping in anyway because he's actually grandpa, doing a good thing. He's doing a great thing. But I look and at him like a big piece of shit. It. Yeah, it's so know, it's so funny you say that because it's it is so true. Like, why do I hate this guy so much? Like, he's doing what I hoped I would do in that situation. But yeah, like maybe- imagine you go, imagine you do that, and then everyone everyone else who's watching it and who knows that what's going on is wrong is watching you. You step in and 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 uh, and you say something like, "Where are you from?" And the old man says, "Your face," and no one steps in to help you. You're embarrassed. You're like, "Well, okay, say I do fight him." You can, then I'm even worse of a guy. Like, uh, how do you win so that situation? Yeah, it's so that's a you good can't point, really Mikey. win. It's, you know what? The jackass directors and the whole crew here, what they just did is this is professional wrestling 101. Mm-hmm. They made you hate the guy you're supposed to like because you point. like Johnny Knoxville better, even though he's the bad guy. It's a very Stone Cold Steve Austin type of wow. situation. Yes. He's such a badass. Yes. He's that's so iconic point. that you don't give a shit that this baby face over here is supposed to be the guy you're cheering from for he's just he doesn't stack up it's not the yeah. same I, I love that's such it. that's such a good example uh and it was amazing i found myself hating this guy in spite of oh, everything so that i'm too, saying I, yeah no 100 percent. like like of course you do like you you can't help it you're yeah. like this douchebag i want johnny like johnny wanted to fight johnny wanted to rip <laughs> off that makeup and just be like hey punk now you're about to get your ass kicked but like what would that imagine 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 johnny did that how bad of a person he would have to be to do it because the guy like you, you strip it all down the guy is trying to do the right thing and yeah. you beat you 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 pull the old switcheroo with an old man and a guy who can't feel pain and gets hurt for a living and now all of a sudden this little <laughs> kid gets beaten up because of it god damn that would have been a, a fucking miserable end to this stunt well boys grandpa's off for a massage you know the kind with the happy ending why don't we <laughs> give this a happy ending and give it a rating. Chris, you want to jump in on this one? This is just one of those things that work. Like it, like it just brings up emotions. You get angry. You don't understand why you're angry. They couldn't have found a better person to fit that role. I mean, if it was like a, a clean cut, you know, 40 year old kind of businessman guy, it just wouldn't have landed the same way, but they found this guy who just looks like such a scumbag who's trying to be this tough guy but also was actually trying to be a good guy. It just, it's just one of those organic moments that work out really well. Uh, I'm giving it an eight and a half out of 10. Amazing. Boom. My bad. My bad. Jay, man. what about you? Uh, yeah, I had lots of fun with this one too. It's, uh, it definitely subverts your expectations and I'm glad that they continued it into the movie because de- despite what some people might say, I really like the bad grandpa movie and I'm glad they brought the gimmick back for more works well. Uh, and Johnny Knoxville does it justice. So for that, I will give this one a solid rating of 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, and we are already outside Numb Nuts, which is my favorite line from this this one. I had such a fun time with it. Uh, I want to like it more, but for some reason it made me very anxious, and I think that's because morally I was having just this internal battle uh, (laughs) or between the devil and the angel on my shoulder. Uh, I'm giving this one an 8.5 out of 10, though. All around, this was just, you couldn't, again, those moments where you just have a good idea, 
and then you get that great happenstance uh, with with either a great participant in a prank or something along those lines. It, it, they it, they landed this one perfectly. Want to step outside? We're already outside, numb nuts. Ha ha ha! He asked me if I wanted to step outside. <laughs> 2006, angst, parents, they don't love you, that's why they buy you PlayStations and everything you don't need (laughs) instead of giving you actual affection. Let's make them upset by sledding down the stairs. Bam has filled his house with a dump of snow and Brandon Novak's going to ski on down and Ape is not very happy. We get a close-up shot of, uh, yeah, that's parental payback, baby. That's what you get for, that's what you get for fornicating and making me baby what you get for for telling me to go play in the snow when it's winter time i'll bring the snow inside and sled right down outside you son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loved uh, i love the just the whole set piece of this one sledding down the stairway uh in a winter wonderland starting inside and going outside straight through the screen door ryan dunn sledding out this you know i often talk about how i think uh ape and phil sort of react to the camera for the betterment of a stunt this one she looked legitimately upset and and bewildered <laughs> as to how she could be witnessing what she's witnessing and i think that gave this a, a little bit more of a, a push than some of the other stunts she's in now my favorite part is just that it it was just a small little interstitial and you could tell imagine how much time and effort went into this and i just love how they don't care to throw away money time effort into something that might be a 10 second clip yeah That's they went out all in on a little interstitial and Hey, it was fun. I'm glad we did it. You know, it doesn't look like fun having to take a huge shit and being trapped in a vehicle. Let's talk about it. Uh, The first thing we hear is the new scene fades in is, are you going to shit? Someone's asking Dave as they're riding in a car somewhere. So I'm immediately thinking, oh, they're doing another like department store toilet here. Dave has eaten a bunch of laxatives and he's ready to pop any minute. So I'm thinking like, you know, okay, interesting. I mean, they did it once. All right. But then we get a cut and all all of a sudden we're in a different place now. It's Bam Margera and Johnny Knoxville. But why are we seeing them? Well, they're explaining to us they're in these beekeeper uniforms that... So the boys think they're arriving in a limo for a photo shoot, but little do they know we have a shitload of bees we're going to put through the sunroof, and we rig the locks so they can't get out. Ha! And when they do get out, we got a couple marbles for them. This is the beehive limo. Bees are about to go into the limo that the rest of the jackass crew, including a laxative-filled Dave England, are. And yeah, like it's as crazy as it sounds. They pop open that sunroof when the the, the car pulls up. Oh, this is a good. Did you close that fucking sunroof? Oh, fuck! We're locked in. I left the door. I'm pretty sure the driver just fucking gets the hell out of there and locks all the doors. Um, and no, they he's, dump these- he's in there. He's in there with some of the camera crew are sitting in that because the limo can be separated from like the front from the back. So they're in okay. there. Uh, oh, and shit. some of the camera crew is on the other it. side of it as well. He books it at the end, but he still ends up getting stung. Oh my God, man. Nonetheless, though, like this is just terrifying because like, oh my God, not only do you have to shit, but can you imagine being stung by bees while that's happening? I'm thinking like how fast till this guy's just going to explode everywhere. I know. Um, it's nuts. How, how, did so he, how did he pee his pants and not poo his pants in that <laughs> yeah, situation? Exactly. Like, he comes through at the very end to the camera, like, proud. Piss myself. One just got uh, me right guys, one time when I was a kid, 
Uh-oh. I shat my pants so bad. I was rollerblading, and we were oh, me and Mikey. We were with our nanny, and I tricked her into thinking I could get like the biggest slushy possible at Max Milk. And for some reason, she went to the mall. <laughs> Max and you, Milk is a convenience store in, in Canada. Yeah, it's like the Seven Eleven or whatever. She went into the mall, yeah. and we were waiting outside because we weren't allowed in because we had rollerblades on. And I was like so young, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere without my parents or a guardian. And I had to shit so bad. I'm like, Mikey, fuck it. You got to wait. I'm going. I'm rollerblading home. I made it all the way around the corner. Someone fucking said something to me. And I looked up and I fell. And in the middle of falling, I lost control of my bowels and shat my Mm. pants. And this is like Mm. early 90s. And it was like pure short shorts. And I literally had diarrhea and like the underwear, like the tidy whitey underwear, like the banana hammocks. And it was like exploded out. And I feel shit dripping down my leg. And this neighbor guy that would fucking, this guy Fat Rob, he was fucking in the neighborhood. And he's like, hey, Chris, he's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, don't fucking look down. I can't handle the neighborhood knowing that I shat my pants. I made he it was home. also kind of the neighborhood bully, too. A little bit, yeah. Well, he got bullied as well. Oh, but um, yeah, so basically, I got out of that. I just put all the shit in the tub. And then my fucking na- next door neighbor saw me run in, was knocking on the door. My buddy Jay's mom. And she's like, what's going on? And I just left this shit in these turquoise green fucking tidy whitey underwears I had on. And uh, yeah, so what I know when you fall, when you have to shit really bad, you, you don't control your bowels anymore. You, you don't realize how tight you're actually holding. So I, I cannot believe how he actually... <laughs> Didn't fucking shit his pants. I can also attest to this. This is, I, I, I know this is a true story because when I got home, there was shit on the carpet and multiple places. Like, it, and Foot, we were finding shit for these. days. We were finding shit for days. It was just, I don't know how it got, like Chris must have touched every wall in the house before getting to the bathroom. But, uh, there was shit everywhere. It was you, bad. You got the, you got, you got the slushy though, right? It was fucking, oh. the slushy was in my fucking pants. It was like a fucking full 12, 50 milliliter slushy in my fucking pants. Turned different oh, color, man. though. I, I mean, you talk about falling and losing control of your bowels. The addition of marbles at the outside oh, of right. the limo is so perfect. It's so unnecessary and so cruel because uh, then we get the shot of everyone coming out of the limo, slipping on the, on the marbles for just one more little thing. I think, though, the MVP of this stunt And you guys know, I don't say this often, but Ryan Dunn, the most badass human being right away, right away. The the sunroof opens and you hear someone jumping on the limo. He lays down and starts kicking out the window before the bees, before anything. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm getting out of here. Like, that's a guy you want on your team. He knows how to get you out of a situation. hundred percent. That was such a good move. I thought was, you were going MVP was uh, cameraman Rick Cossack because he was dedicated. He was filming while getting stung by bees. He knew that this is for the movie. Fuck, got to do my duty. I'm in on it, but I'm going to get the shot. And he, he's in there the whole time with the camera. It seemed like that whole back and corner with him and we the last one out. We're like the bees weren't fucking with them. Like, I guess because they weren't panicking as much. The bees were kind of going after everybody else. Because they all be. seen that whole back corner. Remember someone tried to jump towards the back and they're like, I can't fucking well, push him away. That was the funniest because because the camera zoomed in on Dave England's face because I think the goal was to get him to shit, shit his, his pants. pants. I think yeah. that's what they wanted to do. And they're zoomed in on his face and you see him make contact, eye contact with with uh, Rick Kosick over at the other side of the limo. And and he's it's already zoomed in on his on his just the face that I've already commented on past episodes about, it always looks like he's going to cry and he jumps towards them as if he's like, like fucking cliffhanger leaping onto something to just like grab on for dear life. Uh, finally they open the door and everyone rushes out and you're right, Jay, the cameraman, Rick, I, I'm pretty sure it was Rick Cossack yeah, is was. the last guy to get out. Like talk about being dedicated to your craft. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh man. 
Yeah, it's a great ending shot too. Everybody's stripping down out of their clothes, freaking out, running around, getting the bees off. Nobody's happy. Everybody's cursing Bam and, and Knoxville. And it's, uh, I, I think we're all just glad that it's over by the end of it. Because that, yeah, that's a real shitty situation to be stuck in. Uh, but hey, victory to Dave England for holding it in. I don't know how the fuck he did that. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, ratings. I'm just going to quickly jump in and give this go one a rating. It. I think that uh, comparing this against the last one, I liked it just a touch more. I'm going to go seven and a half out of what? ten. What? Wow. Oh, man. That's not crazy, was man. good. It's I, not my favorite what, thing. What could you give limo? tens for if you can't give it for this? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Hey. You you sound like uh, Grandma, uh, what's her name? Ber- the ninety year old from the last episode. Yeah, you just love giving it away, don't you? Loves don't it. You? Love credit, um, credit I, listen, I'll, I'll I'll step up because I I fucking loved this one. I, it was so elaborate. I love a good prank. Everyone involved was laughing. Even this is how you know it's good when the prank was over. Even the people who were involved were like, "All right, that was fucking good." Like they were pissed, but they were like, "Okay, I I get it. That was funny." Um, I'm giving this one. Give this one a nine out of 10. Uh, no, fuck it. I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10. I, I, I had so much fun with this one. It was it, like anytime someone's about to shit their pants, uh, I'll I'll always give it a, a little bit of a, a bump up there. This is as 10 of a 10 as it could get. Like it has everything, the layers that come involved, the people, like you said, it wasn't mean, like it was mean, but it was funny. Like people respected the thing. They didn't need to add marbles at the end, but they did. They didn't need to give them <laughs> X lax before to fucking make someone shit their pants. But they did. The fact that he yeah. peed his pants and didn't poo his pants, that is another fucking <laughs> level. Like, the, the, the fucking, even the limo driver's running away laughing his ass off. This is just, and then even, who, who was it at the end that goes, wait, so is there even a photo shoot today? I think oh, it was yeah. Dunn. Like, I think it was Ryan Dunn. Everything yeah. about this was so fucking, like, <laughs> you just can't ask for more than jackass for me, for my opinion. Like, this is a 10 by you know every what? stretch. You know what, Chris? I know you love the movie The Devil's Advocate partially because you love Keanu Reeves, but The Devil's Advocate is a movie about a lawyer who does things the wrong way, but in this case, you've done it the right way. I am changing my score to a fucking 10 out of 10. It deserves it, man. I appreciate that. It does deserve it. It's got it all. All right. Thank you, Mikey. We can be brothers. (laughs) We can be civilized. We can be civilized. Hey, Steve Show Bob is here to step on a rake. I'm so glad you said that. That's great. That's great. There we go, baby. Farmer gear all suited up, sun hat and everything looking good. And he's even got the overalls. I mean, that is one farmer ass farmer. But uh, you always worry if you're gardening or whatever, you're out taking care of the lawn, you worry about doing this to yourself, accidentally stepping on a downed rake. Steve-O, he says, fuck it, I'm going to jump with all of my weight and willpower onto this fucking thing. Hands him fucking right hell. square in the nose. Oh. Looks pretty painful. We're here with the 3-6 Mafia, and it's time for the rake jump. But this is really just part one of a two-part stunt. Here's here's the cherry on top, the shit cherry. Uh, so we're joined by the Three Six Mafia, and they uh, dare uh uh uh, uh, uh. Academy Award winning Three oh. Six Mafia. That true, silly me. That hey, tri- here's a question: Sorry. Who but has here. who has just as many Academy Awards as Martin Scorsese? Three Six Mafia. <laughs> really? I hope that's true. Oh it my is god! True. Holy shit! Can you, hey, name, can you guys name them, the three members of Fuck, Three Six Mafia? Right. Uh, three Six and Mafia. Oh, you can. No. Huh. Can you? Yeah. DJ right. Paul. That's the guy who almost throws up in the stunt. Yep. And uh, 
Oh my god! Wait, were there is... captions on screen? No, no, no! I just I love Three Six Mafia. This is so embarrassing yeah, right, that I actually right. called this out, and I'm trying the biggest blank. Uh, DJ. B- Wow. Ah, well, Good. This is glad terrible. You, glad you dragged us I'll into this. I'll think of it in two seconds. Oh, my Chris. God. It's like one of those times <laughs> where it's just like, you know it, and you just, it's frustrating that you don't. What Chris, a we're going to take a break and go eat a nugget of shit. You can think <laughs> that one over. Uh, Dave England is, yes, going to eat some horse shit. I'm going to play this motherfucker right here. 200 smackaroos. It's not count if it's real. To eat horse shit. Well, it's all furry, though. And the, he makes the best face ever when he puts it in. It's a cross between wanting to spit it out, crying, and also <laughs> a little bit of joy, maybe? I don't know. It's confusing. It's all confusing to me. But uh, the comment, man, when he opens his mouth full of crumb, <laughs> shit crumbs, and he says, is my favorite fucking line <laughs> in this so whole movie. Good, eh? It's so funny. My the, the biggest miss of this one. I love this one. It was just really funny. Uh, Dave England just going into the role of the shit guy. And I know, Jay, you're jealous when I say something like that. But um, he the, the fact that someone hands him a beer to finish it and that beer isn't piss is just such a bummer to me. Like, why isn't that beer piss? That beer should have been like who has eaten shit and washed it down with piss before? Not many people. And we could have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. You're right. That could have been the cherry on top. But all things uh, said, he he did it. He committed to the stunt. He ate the nugget of shit. It reminds me of um, a little bit of Anchorman. I was I was thinking of Anchorman with the cat poo. And yeah. Having... <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that Step Brothers? No, that was the that's white where Step Brothers. Uh, the white poo. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, white yeah, yeah, poo. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was great. Um, there you go, guys. I'll go, I can go into a rating on this one if you guys don't mind. Um, yeah. I'm, I I liked it. I think it was a little bit flat. I think it was one of those ones where they try to bring fame into it, which they tried earlier with uh, with uh, uh, the, the the football player. Um, whether it works, I don't think so much. The farm scene was okay. I'm giving this one a uh, seven point two out of ten, and the two is for shit. Oh wow! Uh, I'm going with a four out of ten. Didn't really have much for oh, me. Oh wow! Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, I didn't think of the fame element until you just said that, Mikey, but it's like, I'm glad that they're incorporating people into the movie and stuff, but they probably could have used them somewhere else and, yeah. you know, got more out of it. Uh, but that was their farm, though, eh? Like, that's that's why they oh, were shit. there. Yeah, they, they, they live in the in the south, and they've got, like, a, yeah. Fuck, yeah, it... That's that's nuts. I never would have put that together. I just thought they were fucking around, because... You tell me Project Pat lives on a farm? <laughs> But anyway, uh, all things aside, my rating for this one, I'm probably just going to sit at a 6.9 out of 10, nice. and it got bumped up higher. I would have went a little lower, but just because that line, it's so dry, is so it's fucking great. funny. It's great. <laughs> Love it. It's so dry. Uh, hey, if you, you're you feeling like there's a lack of penises in this movie, have no fear. <laughs> Naked Wee Man is walking into a hotel conference room, jumping right up on the table with a beer in hand and walking through like the most confidence, confident motherfucker I've ever seen no problem i don't know who those folks were but uh hey you're all very very lucky i hope you never washed your eyeballs after that (laughs) i like this is great um just a a good snapshot and time capsule of something you could never fucking do again like Mm -hmm. same thing with like the bull rat scene uh when when he's uh chasing around his naked manager like you know Salute it. Great. It existed then. You could not fucking do that today, no matter what. And that's why today All sucks right, fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Speaking of sucking balls, good transition, Mr. Chris. This next <laughs> one is okay. We have to make a we have to make a boys pact right here that we're not gonna get all downer on this because I know your views on on the riot control gear. It's another one of those. We're here with Daniel Alvarez from ALS Technologies, and uh, why don't you explain what this is and what we're going to be doing? Well, this is the uh, 460 uh, Stingmore mine. Looks like it's going to suck. It, it is. I promise. Fire in the hole. That is great. This was different. This was actually a lot different for some reason. I actually had that in my notes because last time we went very down on this type of shit, but this was for some reason a lot different. And Jay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, go for it. No, no, I I said what I want. I'll elaborate later, but uh, explain what happened here. Can I, can I, can I say a little bit just because I, I think I was maybe the most vocal about the riot control one last time was because, uh, you know, it was at a time where there were a lot of riots going on and the, uh, the riot guns, a lot of people were getting hit by them and seriously injured by them. So none of us really liked the stunt when we watched it. I think that was from Jackass, the movie one, right? Yeah, Uh, you bet. Yeah. Um, this one is, is slightly different and I know I'm splitting hairs here, but it does seem as though, you know, this thing is used. It's a mine that shoots out embassies, metal, metal balls that, and it's at embassies and it's to protect from people charging it to attack. And usually embassies are where people will go as a safe haven to protect themselves when they're in foreign countries. So it really does have a use in that aspect. Yeah. And it's not, you know, you don't take this out to where people are potentially peacefully protesting and use it against Mm -hmm. them as you would the riot control gun. Uh, instead it's, they come to you. So a little bit different. And regardless, I think this one was, was imbued with a sense of, of danger that the other one didn't have. Like they, in, before they did this, the whole premise is that they're going to stand in front of this, this mine, um, with no protection. It's it like they call it a, mine, right? a 460 yeah. Stingmore mine. It's basically just think of like, it's like a case on a pole and you can see inside the case, there's a cover that'll pop open when it's triggered. It's got 400 rubber balls that travel at 500 feet per second and they just shoot right out as soon as it's triggered like a bomb going off. Mikey, sorry, continue. Yeah, no, that's good. I actually thought they were metal for some reason, but I, that would make no sense because uh, that would just shred right through you, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, 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 the reason why this one is so impressive is because they go to demo the weapon before it even starts. And everyone is treating it with the sense of like, I don't know if we should do this. Whereas with the, the, the beanbag gun, everyone was like, I guess what, like no one wanted to do it. But in this one, they almost didn't. And Johnny comes out after it's being demoed. Literally everyone walked out. Dave England said, I'm having a panic attack. I can't do it. He backed out permanently from the stunt. The mm. other remaining members, Johnny, Bam and Ryan walk outside. Ryan Dunn's sitting there like, I don't care what you guys say. That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Bam agrees with him. And Johnny comes out just with like no care in the world. All you have to do is stand there. Are you fucking kidding me? That looks <laughs> insane. I know. Knoxville trying to talk him into it. He's like, hey, look at that thing. That thing it's just it loud. Up. It's loud. It's going to hurt really bad, but it's just loud. Like yeah. he's trying to you know, justify that this isn't going to suck. And yeah. Uh, so uh, I was watching, uh, you, know, you know, the hot, hot one show. On yeah. YouTube, they have the, something called yep. Truth or Dab, and it was Wee Man and Steve-O. This just came out like a couple weeks ago or whatever. And one of the questions was, name a member or like name a member that's backed out of something last minute. And the only thing they could ever think of in the history of Jackass was England backing out of this one. Because they're like, this was just so fucking gnarly. It was the first time someone's like, no, I'm not doing it. I don't care. Well, wait, what about Steve-O backing out of the, of the car one up his ass? 
Uh, okay. He backed out in the premise. Yeah. It wasn't like day of oh, okay. type thing. They're like last minute. Did someone just be like, I can't do this anymore? I think that's, yeah. that was the, the premise of it. But I get it. Like, like 100%. You this know, is so insane. Part, part, of, part of those weapons is to instill the fear of God in you. So it's going to be loud. And it's going to, like, those weapons are supposed to make people disperse, right? But, like, so no one liked the fact that Johnny dragged them in front of it. Johnny's front and center, so he's probably going to get the brunt of it. Doesn't wear a fucking mask. Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, imagine getting this guy? hit in the eye. You'd be fucking the teeth, blind. Like, knock your fucking teeth out, your nose, break your nose, whatever. Insane, man. Insane. He covers it with his hand, and that's about it. And he covers his balls with his hand. And Mike, he's fucking done. Dunn doesn't back out. Dunn has came into his own. He's not coming into his own. Dunn is the Dunn that we remembered. And that's why it was so hard this to is, watch the beginning of him not quite being that person. This is peak done. This is notice. I yep. didn't say anything about him backing mm-hmm. out. Like he's, he's proven himself to me. And there's, there's, there's stunts later that we'll be talking about in this episode that he does where it's like, he's always, he's, Wait. he's willing to answer the bell. Mm-hmm. Now. Are you guys um, saying done backed out of this? He didn't. No, no, not, at no, all. No, not saying that at all. No, we're saying it's, but he, oh, he shit, walked sorry. out initially as though he was, he was saying no. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't mention anything about that. Cause I'm like, of course he's going to have concerns. The funniest part about this one though, cause done is now, now he has his badass persona. And I think he, I think he wants the viewer to think that he could beat up any member of Jackass. That's kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's the badass. Holy shit. Oh, you guys are fucking assholes. Oh, you all right, man? You all right? My God. Are you crying? I think he's hurt. And after this happens, he's so pissed at Johnny for dragging him in. If you look closely, he's like, fuck you, Johnny. And he tries to get up to like go punch him and he just collapses again. Meanwhile, Johnny hasn't gone to his knees this whole yeah, time. That's he's insane. Yeah. He's like, what is Left wrong standing. with this guy? The, the, I don't know the how. part that I, I love is when Johnny looks, I think Johnny looks over at Bam and he's like, are you crying? And Bam is like, oh, yeah. Like it, that reminded me of that moment, Mikey. <laughs> We, we partied so hard in England and we went to go see a oh. Liverpool game <laughs> and I was amazing. so fucking hungover. Like I was the hungover, like as hungover as you could be. And we're sitting in the airport. I'm just trying to get a beer into me just to like level myself out before the flight. And I'm just sitting there on my own thoughts. And Mikey looks over and he's like, Chris, are you crying? And I was full on crying. <laughs> no. Like I, I couldn't even, I'm like, yeah, like I was having a full blown <laughs> panic attack. I had like a nine hour journey ahead of me and I was so sick. And when he, the way that you asked that is the exact same way as Johnny asked that. And his reply was like the same as my reply. Fucking killed me. Except, except I didn't reply back to you with someone get this guy a Shirley Temple, which was like Johnny. Holy shit. He just got hit with a bunch of rubber beads going yeah. hundreds of miles an hour. The, Fucking hell, man. I, I think Ryan Dunn sums it up well, just how disoriented these guys were when he's crawling around on the ground and he says, son of a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a fuck you. I love it. It Ryan. just That's looks absolutely miserable. Eloquent. So I don't know if you if you agree with me on this one, Jay, but it, it does seem like it's less. Uh, this was less troublesome than the time we watched the riot control one in in the last oh, one. Do man, you, do you, I, I don't know, though, like troublesome as in it maybe wasn't as grim like the setting of the other that's, one. Just that's felt what like I mean. Dread. That's what I mean. This one's a little I mean. more yeah. communal. But yes. like the aftermath of the welts are just oh, fucking insane. Hell. These red circles all over instantaneous welting. Like it's just, oh, yeah. It's painful. I, do you, uh, do you want to start us off with the review on this one? Cause I know we're, we're probably getting into it there. Yeah, definitely. Let's do a review. Uh, so this one, it's uh, hard to kind of like 
wrap your head around it because we had the you know first movie and all that shit. So yeah, I get that there's that cloud of dread we just addressed. Going in, I was like, when I saw the machine set up, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to bum me out. But it didn't coming out yeah. of it. I didn't feel bummed. I just felt really fucking sorry for those guys. <laughs> so not not my favorite all-time stunt, but I give them credit for standing up to it. I'm going to go with a, it feels a little low for the courage involved, but 6.9 out of 10. Yeah, I'm I'm on the opposite side there. I there's something about this one. I love a stunt that makes Johnny seem as as tough as he is. I love a good Johnny stunt. And uh this one had that communal element. They didn't want to do it. They braved it together. They hated each other for it and they came out on the other end. It had some comedy with Johnny just making fun of Bam for doing something that most of the world would say no to. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't know why, but I'm giving this one a 9 out of 10. That's a good score. I'm glad you did a little bit higher than me. Um, but this had it turned turned the tables on something that we couldn't get behind before, which is always good. You saw the more pleasant side of it, the danger factor, the pain factor. There was the laughs um, and, you, you know, Dunn cemented himself 100 percent as someone that's willing to yeah. do the gnarliest shit. Johnny was the toughest motherfucker. Bam was crying like this was just it just worked. <laughs> There's so many different levels to this for something so simple. I'm giving it an eight and a half out of ten. Amazing. And Bam crying, not for the last time in this movie, too, which is hilarious. Well, boys, I think we've all had that dream. You know, the one where grandma is commenting on your street art. It's how it's feminine, sexual, beautiful. And she's got her, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> let's call them uh, her silky shopping, shopping bags hanging out. Okay. Okay. You know, out of her blouse. I always, every time I go you know shopping, dream it's with silk bags. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know no, I have one? that dream all the time. Yeah. No, Chris, never had that dream before. No, just no comment. Just me and Mikey. <laughs> no comment, Chris says. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, grandma's back, and yeah, she's just, you know, flashing people in public. Oh, it looks very vaginal and, and feminine. Oh, thank you. And sexual. Thank you. Yes, thank you. It's beautiful. But she's so innocent about it that you just, you never know. You know, she didn't know. Right? Oh, it's like course. 70. Fucking Let keep her those fucking puppies in the though. fucking shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's hard. Hey, if I had something that looked that good, I'd, I'd let it dangle out all day long. There you go. Oh, That's a mindset. Pour some maple syrup um, on that and serve those pancakes up, baby. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what, though, guys? <laughs> this next one is one you could never let anything dangle out and go and try to attempt because this is medicine ball dodgeball. It's time to play a game with a bunch of these medicine balls, and they're heavy as shit. This is medicine ball dodgeball. In the dark. In the dark, in parentheses. In the dark. That's very important here. I would hope that I wouldn't be taking a nut shot with one of these or, you know, just get my neck broken maybe because this looks really fucking dangerous. I'm surprised no one had a serious injury because they're tripping over each other. They're dropping balls on each other. Right out of the gate, bam, like fucks the roof up and a ceiling tile falls out. It's just chaos in there. They weren't holding back. we get to see it all through night vision, of course. So it's... You know, entertaining for us, but man, that looks dangerous. You know what this one reminded me of was the uh, the roller skate disco mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, when when everyone loads up into the truck and yeah, Preston Lacey too. drives it around the parking lot. It's kind of like let's put everyone in a room. Chaos will ensue. We'll film it and put out whatever we get. I'm surprised they made it out with no broken noses, but they did, and it was funny. Yes, yeah. this, this somehow more dangerous too, though. Didn't that feel more this dangerous? Was, this than felt a roller so disco dangerous truck? to me. I d- really, I the, didn't the get way this. Those, you don't I, you see guys it are coming if it cracks it, you in the head. And they were throwing it hard. Like that could honestly break yeah. your fucking neck. Those things are fucking heavy. The body shots are whatever, but it's just like that 
not knowing something's coming and bracing and just getting smoked yeah. in the neck could legitimately break your fucking neck. Those things are heavy and they were whipping them. Yeah, yeah. It was it was impressive. It is one of those ones though where it just felt kind of chaotic. It was a good palate cleanse, you know, just to split up some of the elaborate stunts that they did, but I ultimately didn't get too much out of it. The funniest thing about this one to me is I wrote down medicine dodgeball, uh medicine ball dodgeball in the dark would be scary, and I'm such a fucking nerd that when I write when I wrote down dark wood my phone auto-corrected it to Dark Souls because I play that game nonstop. You know what? This this was hard for me to watch because it gave me like one of my like a memory that I cringe at all the time. There was this place in Toronto called Mad Hatters, and it was Mad like Hatters! a birthday yes! party. I don't understand how this place existed. They had food fights, they had pillow fight areas, they had this crazy shit, and they just let these kids have these birthdays. And I remember I had my birthday there one year and fucking I got when we i literally i actually feel so sad about this we got mikey he was a little kid he wanted to hang out with us all and i got all my friends to team up and just beat the shit out of mikey it with in the pillow fight area this. and like even in the moment i just saw the sadness in his eyes of him wanting to be cool and i literally like want to cry every time i think of that like we joke around me bullying him this one like sticks with me and i think i couldn't enjoy this stunt because it just that was all i was thinking about the whole time it fucking hurt i'm sorry mikey well chris no it's if if it helps uh, recounting that story. Um, uh, I talk about how I have like these weird memories with everything. Like I, I remember something's crystal clear. If it helps, I don't know if it does. Um, uh, I remember it as clear oh, as you I do. The, and I, I was I, as sad as you thought okay, I was. Good, nope, good. I'm going, I'm I was leaving the concussions. No, I said I was, <laughs> I was as sad as, as you thought. Oh, I, was. I was just hoping the concussions was, blocked it out of your mind, but uh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, I, I think part of this one that was hard to watch was they sounded miserable. They didn't want to be in there either. Um, um, yeah, it was, it was okay. I liked it just as a little bit of chaos to, uh, to split up the action. But, um, apart from that, not too much more to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think as Chris Pontius put it. That was fun. Let's never do that again. <laughs> Ever! 5.5 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I'm there with you as well. 5.5. 5. Uh, good idea. Little bit of action, but ultimately I, I could take that one or leave Four it. 4 out of 10. All right. Fair enough. I think, uh, you know, it's not that it was necessarily bad. It's just like it felt kind of stupid. And I know Jackass is supposed to be stupid, but... Come on, guys. And you it, know what? It felt like a step did, down compared yeah. to the elaborate stunts we've had. Yeah. Another thing we didn't mention, though, too, is that I think what kind of makes it uh, less enjoyable for the viewer that is the, the, the fact that it is in the dark. You're seeing like this grainy night vision. It was kind of hard sometimes to even tell what yeah. was going on. So, I mean, if you're going to go to all that effort, like, I don't know, it kind of felt lost there, too. But totally. we should move on. Uh, speaking of getting lost, this one is the slingshot shopping cart test. What rhymes with done? That thing can shoot a fucking shopping cart. You certainly would be missing an action after that ride. So what they've got here, just to set it up, is if you've ever seen a like a semi truck loading dock, um, where they've got the you know the big metal door that slides open, and then you can back in and unload. So you've got a bit of a drop from where the door opens. That's where they are, and they've set up a ramp right on the edge. Um, so this shopping cart is essentially going to be slingshot from the inside of the bay and out into the parking lot. However, they do a test run first. So we actually get to see oh just the God. cart on its own. It gets annihilated. It flies further than I like ever thought it would. And for and violently and violently, violently too. man. Yeah. And, 
Jackass has a bad reputation for in in the past from what we've seen thus far of like slingshots not working. Yes. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> I was surprised to see this work mm-hmm. like better than it should have. Um, but let's talk a bit about what's about to happen. Ryan Dunn is getting in the cart and he's going for a ride. Um, Mikey, did you see the look on Bam Margera's face as he was getting in that cart? Did you think what? something was up here? Uh, you know what? I, I didn't, but I bet you, if you, if you go back and watch, you could see Bam Giddy is all hell. Cause I don't think anyone else in the room thought Bam was going to do what he was going to do, uh, which is close the shutter on the loading dock, right as Ryan is being slingshot out. This is, this is gonna be... The thing about this, though, it might have been better. A hundred percent. I think yeah. it's more safe. If you think about, you've got like any loading dock has about a a four and a yeah, half, five, five foot. foot drop, something like that. And the way that that shopping cart was blown out of there, I don't know how you don't do a face plant. And I think, I think you know, Ryan Dunn myself ryan dunn doesn't have the best relationship <laughs> with crashing things and i think this could have been a much earlier tragedy in his life wow not happy about uh, that i'm one. not happy about that either but i do i do agree i think that i think partially when they saw the the test run you know it seemed like bam was being a dick but i think that they he realized that th- it couldn't work that way and it would have been a bad yeah. fucking thing and but they couldn't get rid of the stunt. They put all the time in, so he no, had to just course, slam the door. Which yeah. in in without thinking about it deeply, actually made it more funny. But I think it ended up being the safer option. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's fair. I mean, I I would agree with you guys on that statement. That yeah, maybe it was safer. But when Ryan hits the door, oh my god! Like you feel the impact yourself almost just from his reaction. Like he's in severe, like real pain because he just slams metal on metal and his. He face plants it. Even Ape and Phil are like genuinely concerned. Like you can see Phil for once actually concerned for another human. Yeah, human he being. looked. He amazing. looked really. He he did. It yeah. didn't look like he was playing into it. No. So yeah, I don't know how to feel about that one. It's very confusing. Uh, what would you guys think about rating on this one? I. Uh, you know what? I loved. I, I think this one lives and dies off of whether or not they include the initial view of the cart being slingshot out from the outside and having it violently roll across just to show how bad it is, like how bad it would have been to go through there. And that shot, you know, I talk about like the art house nature of Jackass. They're getting really good at, at filming things like that. Um, this, it was just a really scary thing to see the, the, the shopping cart tossed out like that. So we know the power that it had, the fact that there was a prank and it was funny and that the crew kind of turned on bam for doing it was also really funny. Um, (laughs) His mom. Yes, Ape was really concerned. Uh, I'm giving this one a seven and a half out of 10. I feel like that might be a little bit high, but I did just love the improvisation, the 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 false direction it gave you. It was good. Yeah, I'd probably go with a just a five and a half out of 10. I'm going to go a little lower. And the reason for that is not that it's a bad idea, but part of you wants to see the full stunt, even though yeah, that probably yeah. would have been more dangerous. And then also, I don't know, I just, I kind of felt like bad for Ryan. And I was like, oh, fucking Bam, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> I don't know, because he was loving it. But everybody, the fact that everybody else there was like, hmm, nah, maybe yeah. not a good move. Kind of, yeah. kind of made Bam the, you know, he put you, it, it put himself in a position of like, you're just being a dick. Um, yeah. So that's why I went a little lower. I don't know. It, like I said, it was kind of hard to know how to feel about that one. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with a, a 6 out of 10 right in between you guys, um, basically for the exact in-between of what both of you guys just said. Okay, cool, man. Uh, well, I got a question for you guys. How do you make Wee Man disappear? Hi, I'm John Waters, and this is the magic trick. We're going to make Wee Man disappear. You get John Waters. What a perfect guy for this fucking, like, what a weird fucking, <laughs> do you guys know who John, John Waters is? Give us oh, a yeah. bio, will you? He's a, a director that is known for very weird, obscure, independent movies and films. He's very artistic, but there's a lot of weird sexual and just weird stuff. I, did he do Gummo? Was Gummo one of his movies? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it I was. Know that, like, Have you ever the, seen the movie Belly? You know when the rabbit, the rabbit scene when they're in DMX's place, and it's like you get him, rabbit, and these like weird redneck kids pretending to do that. I'm pretty sure that's a John Waters movie, along with a lot of other ones. And he's just a weird fucking guy, awesome director. If you like obscure kind of artistic type films, and he's just perfect for this weird little sketch. The the key the key element I think uh, that you didn't touch on as much is that he's notoriously a a massive ally of the queer movement. Like I mean I mean uh, he he talks a lot about, you know, queer advocacy and trying to popularize uh, queer culture in popular culture and and sort of dovetail the two. He was in a very famous Simpsons episode yeah. and them having him on that, that episode, the episode with the with the, was, uh, the the metal workers. We work hard, we play yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelworkers. Oh, union. I didn't realize that was John uh, and, Waters. And, okay, yeah, yeah. And that, that was, was John Waters. So the zap zap right. Uh, but it, it, you know, him being on that episode often is thought of as having legitimized that scene or that episode of the Simpsons, which is, you know, a, a bunch of, uh, 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 writers who are probably writing for straight audiences for the most part, taking a risk and telling a story about, uh, Bart's coming of age, uh, and, and Homer trying to, you know, straight, straightify him. So having John Waters involved in the jackass crew is a big fucking deal. Because we've talked in the past about uh, how some of their stunts haven't landed as as prominently uh, in the ally uh, uh, definition of of the, the uh, of these sorts of movements. Uh, some of the stunts have been somewhat homophobic. I think is is safe to say they just haven't aged very well. Um, having him here was a surprise. Good to see him. I don't know if he knew what he was getting himself into, but uh, Jay, why don't you continue on and tell us what exactly he is doing here? Yeah, Mikey, well said, and uh, he is here basically just to, like I said, make Wee Man disappear, but you're, it kind of gets your, your brain going, because you think, oh, they're going to do some cool, like, magic-related thing, but cool. no, just out of frame, a uh, very large woman in, basically, she's just wearing underwear, like, she's not wearing a top or anything, and she just is, she's large enough that she just lays down on, on Wee Man, and he's Boy, gone. He's gone. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, like John uh, Johnny Knoxville says that uh, he, that that or yeah, Johnny Knoxville says that John's the best magician ever. <laughs> wow, and it's just it's like a funny kind of it subverts your expectations, and then you think they're gonna go for some big elaborate thing, but it's just nope. We're just gonna yeah. have her lay down on him, and this that's it. And everybody's like getting a kick out of it. Uh, I didn't. This one didn't really do anything for me. It gave me Honestly, a fucking it felt like John. Half. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Never wanted to be smothered like that. Come on, fucking get with the there times, bro. Get progressive. We man got got quite the ride. 
I feel I feel like John Waters felt awkward the whole time. When have you ever seen him feel like he was on his back foot? I, I kind of got that sense. Not that he was offended or anything, but it just felt like he was like, what am I doing here? And I got the same sense out of Johnny as well. He was trying to like really oversell like that line of, oh, you're the best magician ever. And then he like looks to the camera to be like, what what more do you want us to do right now? That was kind of <laughs> it. Like you had the lady there who was the punchline. She gets up and Wee Man's there and he's like, okay. And yeah. then they're like, how do we fucking end this thing? Like a bad SNL sketch. They didn't know how to. What was how all to the dark it? fucking stains by your fucking nether regions? I've Dude, I, that, I that, know. that, and Wee Man's uh, uh, thighs, the cuts on his thighs. Those are two images that I've never been able to get out of my head. <laughs> yeah. And well, I was thinking about them when you and your friends were double, te- triple teaming me at uh, Mad Hatter's. There's at least five on one. When you're fully smothered like that, though, too, like you kind of wonder. Wouldn't you start freaking out a little bit, even if you knew it was directed and controlled? No, because like, what better just way the to fact die? That that's happening to you? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I see we can't uh, take this conversation anywhere further. So let's uh, let's wrap this one up and give it a rating, shall we? Uh, are we are we rating this one? What do you guys think? More of an interstitial? Maybe I think we'll this skip is it? more of an interstitial, mm-hmm. and right. uh, but I think it's a good a good kind of ending to the episode because just like We Man yeah. disappeared, we're going to disappear from your lives for yet. I would have gave week. it a four and a half for the strong, massive four and a half inch boner I would have had in that situation <laughs> as big as i can get baby there you go <laughs> well said um well guys we've had fun on part two we're about halfway to halfway through give or take on jackass the movie part two um wow it's just crazy how many good stunts there have been and even when they're not the greatest thing ever it's like i've said you know sometimes you get those ones that you're just grateful they're there even if they don't make the movie so really enjoying this so far and we'll be back again next week on thursday as usual for part number three before we go we're going to throw another question of the week at you and before we do that just take note that last week's question of the week uh which was what would you like to have branded on your ass What we're going to do is compile all the answers for every week, and on episode four, part four, uh, that'll be our finale, we'll read all of the answers for you. Mm -hmm. So for this week, boys, I don't know, let's let's try to do something. I've got an idea. I've got an idea for a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, So here's the idea. You have all of your best friends. You get to put them in a dark room, and they play dodgeball. You get to choose what's in their hands. What is it? There you go. Okay. Not bad. I, I'm trying apparently to think. it's not if, great. No, no. <laughs> no I kind of want to change. I'll, I'll, it. I give that some thought. Uh, Chris is, but, is it's a very malicious you. question. Like, what people are gonna say, knives or axes? Like, I don't know what you're. No, no. You, you, they're your friends. Like I said, so you want to, you want to give something like a chicken. Dildos. Like everyone gets a live chicken. Dildos. Like, there you go. That's a good answer. A pallet of Furbies that were never opened and with fresh Amazing. batteries, activated See? Furbies. You can get creative. Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right, I like where this is going. Does anybody remember that? Oh, that was a time oh, to Furbies. be alive. Oh, I wish Tamagotchis are still around, man. Fuck, I love those. Those things. were great, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, those were great, and times have been great here today, but uh, time keeps moving, so we got to say goodbye. We'll be back next week on Thursday for part three. Can't wait to talk more jackass with you. Until then, goodbye. I'm Jason Wellwood. I am Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. <laughs> Productions. Get into it. 
was a Press X for Sound audio production.